0: Hello, and welcome back to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece manga front to back, one of us for the first time. I, as always, am Jacob, the Super Rookie of One Piece, joined by my co-host Justin, the veteran.
1: Hello, everybody. This week, we are covering the Drum Island arc, which covers chapters 130 up to 154 in the manga. So if you have not read those chapters, or watched the corresponding anime episodes, you may want to do so before listening, because we are going to be spoiling absolutely everything.
0: Oh, this arc was
1: fantastic! <laughs> uh, <laughs> right out the gate, this is right off Arlong Park flashbacks.
0: I, I, I feel like I have to say like my emotional response right away, of like my initial reaction looking back at the beginning of these now, where it's like, this is fantastic, this was fantastic. I like this it, I like that.
1: <laughs> Just like so, the raw So tell emotion. me about it
0: what would you get Uh, out of it i will tell you about it because my favorite character nami starts off this arc sick as a weasel and i I have no idea and i'm just going sounded right (laughs) and i'm just like i think i even told you because you you concluded last episode of like hey and also nami is sick and i'm going oda better not sideline this character super hard and just give us like and he finds a way even though she is sidelined most of this arc still manages to make fanboy me go i like what you did you did good you did good you did not disappoint me you did
1: right good. yeah even though like <laughs> it's becoming more and more apparent i think at this point at least within the last couple of arcs nami is her spot in the crew is not as a combatant or a fighter but she she's still getting down you know she, she she's always is doing it
0: super essential to this crew and they emphasize it so many times in this arc which me as a fanboy of nami i am very pleased about where well we should start off we start off with the arc of they're speculating like what's wrong with nami vivi actually guesses one of my guesses which was it was the rapid change in climate which is a reason people get sick but this is really sick so now i'm thinking probably not now that she says it out loud plus she's not the doctor of the team but what i do love is when nami is in the bed and vivi asks. So who's the one that usually treats someone if someone's sick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Luffy, Luffy and Usopp both point, point to her. <laughs> <laughs> they point to her. Sanji's crying in the background because Sanji's, you know, simping it up. And I'm just like, yeah, that's about right. But I'm so glad they acknowledge that. Yeah, Nami is carrying this team on. Yeah,
1: I love that moment too. She's like, doesn't anyone know anything about medicine? And they're like,
0: uh, Nami does. <laughs> nope also in this chapter we get a very glimpse at a brand new side of a character we haven't seen since barrette arc sanji being normal and i am very pleased with this because i kind of missed this sanji where he's literally going like he's being he's actually discussing things like a cook where he's going or he's acting like a cook with flaws right where he's going i yeah. fed nami and Vivi the best food nutrition so it's not my fault i gave you guys the bad food <laughs> Luffy yeah, is like I the stuff you know, that was almost that was really going bad. Like you guys are fine with it, right? Yeah, always, Usopp obviously obviously has a problem with it, but Luffy is like, I, I didn't even notice. It was delicious anyway. But regardless, it's established that okay, nutrition is not the issue. Like they're kind of like brainstorming of like what could possibly be wrong because they're they're not doctors. The right. cook goes, "It's not my fault. Here's why." So then they have this uh, obvious the declaration of the arc, which is the motif of the series. Gotta find a doctor. We're finally going to find a doctor. Right. And... still want that musician. <laughs> did you Did
1: you know right out the gate that the doctor they would go to would join their crew?
0: Uh, I think so this time. Because I I forget the name... What's the name of the arc with uh, Laboon? Name of the uh, arc. Remember? Reverse Mountain. Reverse Mountain, thank you. Because in that one, they didn't declare in that one, Oh, we must find a doctor. And so when we find a doctor for Laboon, I knew he wasn't going to be joining the crew because... The motifs of like oh we need a doctor that wasn't declared in the arc this yeah. one literally first chapter we gotta find a doctor and i go okay doctor is gonna join this arc not who i expected but oh uh, we were you were you expecting Kareha, the old lady uh i didn't expect her i just honestly i didn't know what i was expecting to be honest we'll get there when we get there but i was just like huh okay i'm digging it also very important foreshadowing revealed Nami tells them while she's sick to go through a newspaper that she's been keeping. She wanted to tell Vivi later. And they go through the newspaper. And this is definite foreshadowing because this is Alabasta foreshadowing for sure. The Royal Army, half of the entire Royal Army defected to the rebels. So
1: Yeah, 300,000 soldiers was the number given.
0: Yeah, so the rebels had 400,000. So basically the ratio was 6 to 4 in favor of the Royal Army. Now with that mass defection... The ratio is now three to seven in favor of the rebels. So obviously, this is not very good for Vivi. And I think it's also like we kind of guess at this point, but Crocodile is kind of responsible behind the rebels, helping them, you know, or try to overthrow the kingdom, you know, for his Barak works or whatever. So we'll see more of that going on. But it's like, yeah, so the seven warlords, one of them is getting, you know, Mr. Zero. Is ambitious enough to start a civil war. And overthrow a kingdom. Like the power that this guy has. Not just the physical power obviously. But like the actual wealth. And distribution of power he can get to control people like this. So right, lots of foreshadowing for that next arc coming up.
1: Yeah it's getting it's getting intense. We're starting to see all the pieces. We're getting little hints about what's going on in Alabasta. And kind of some ideas maybe on what to expect.
0: Which mm-hmm. is awesome. Uh, returning to the present. And away from foreshadowing. Zoro does his best. He's trying to navigate, going like, yeah, I'm just following this cloud on eyesight. Nami with 104 degrees Fahrenheit walks out of bed and goes, what the hell are you doing? And he's just like, yeah, I'm just following the cloud. Make sure that's in front and make sure we're distant. And she's like, no, that's not how you navigate. But and then she does her magic. She senses there's a change in the wind and goes, hey, turn the ship around. Trust me. And even though she collapses because she still has a horrible fever, And then spontaneous cyclone, massive, just hits right where Zoro and the rest of the boat were going to lead them eventually. And Vivi acknowledges, like, she doesn't say word for word this, but I'm just going to speak for Vivi here. This crew would be fucking dead if it weren't for Nami, okay? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She is exceptional in her work. Even when she's sick and handicapped, she is MVP.
1: Yeah, and Vivi totally recognizes that. She mm-hmm. uh, immediately realizes that there's no way they're going to get to Alabasta in any ti- sort of timeliness or probably even safe without Nami at her best.
0: And I'm actually, thinking back on it, I'm wondering if it's foreshadowing in the future, because we know that Vivi is getting a little bit of an appeal to probably t- travel the seas, maybe. And she sees the skill that Nami has, so maybe next arc, maybe she'll Does try and invite change your Nami. Change about whether or not Vivi joins the Straw Hats? Uh, no, actually, I'm thinking that maybe Vivi will try and take Nami from the Straw Hats. That's what I'm thinking. Because, again, oh. I'm still convinced Vivi is not going to join the Straw Hats uh, because of her duty to the kingdom. But because of her skill as a seafarer and a navigator, you know, kind of like Arlong, right, where he wanted to keep Nami because, no, you know the currents and charts. You'd be perfect for, you know, uh, disguising these maps and helping trade routes. Or, you know, in their case, in Albasta's case. So I'm thinking that might be an issue, but obviously I think Anami will ultimately say no. But that's just a theory that I have for possible foreshadowing. Then we get some very wacky introductions to the villain of the arc, Where (laughs) we see Chess, one of the henchmen, just standing in the ocean going, Hey, it's cold today, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it is kind of cold. Not even mentioned it, it's just constant snowing. They have this awkward stare down for a couple panels as he's just standing there. And then finally, like Wapple or someone from beneath goes, "All right, lift us up!" <laughs> and it's a giant battleship that can submerge underwater, which is really cool. Um, don't know the tech behind it, but at the time, I didn't understand the tech. But obviously, Wapple's powers—it makes somewhat sense. Where, yeah, of course, he would be the one to do it. Where we're introduced to, uh, oh, real quick, because all the the the, the craziness is going on. Uh we see like a little bit of like how reliant Sanji is on a smokes a little bit characterization, where he bursts out of the room going, What the hell's going on? He kinda sees real quick, then he just lights a match, lights a cigarette, yeah. and then calmly asks, So what's going on? What's the situation here? <laughs> like he tries it again. <laughs> Gotta keep the cool guy act. Yeah, bit. so we get like that little
1: early uh kind of scuffle and we get introduced to Wappool and chess. I don't mm-hmm. remember if Marimo, the Afro guy, was there at this point. I think he showed him like briefly on the ship as well. Yeah, he's in the back. And the, yeah, so they get a little tough, little fight. Obviously, the Straw Hats win easily. Wapwol gets sent flying totally by Luffy. After though, he uh, starts wrecking their ship because he's eating it with his stomach mouth.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because again, we see that scene where the the Merry Go is taking more and more damage. And I keep thinking again, like, I know in this case, they absolutely need a doctor because without Nami, they're dead, but it's like, and I joke around, they need a musician, but I really hope the next person is a carpenter because every single time I'm yeah. seeing Usopp like doing these mu- mixture repairs and it's looking worse and worse every time. Like there's a panel where they show like the, one of the main shafts, like the main uh, columns that support the sails. One of them is literally bent because it's like sheet metal trying to hold it together and then the side that yeah uh, i think what, that's from
1: uh when you were mentioning reverse mountain right when luffy mm-hmm. ripped it off to hit and that's still showing because Usopp did his best to, uh,
0: band-aid it yeah, back on major about, points for consistency not there. working mm-hmm. but that tells me if that's consistent that actually might be an issue in the future which i'm thinking maybe in Alabasta or next probably next they'll be trying to find a carpenter or a shipwright i think i sent you a text right where i actually found out we, we thought shipwright and carpenter were the exact same thing but it turns out, yeah, carpentry wise, on yeah. So the carpenter is the on-boat version who does maintenance. The shipwright is the person you hire once you dock to to use the shipyards and all the space and resources there to to do massive repairs on the ship.
1: Right. So, I will give you a non-spoiler spoiler, and just so you know, they do call that person the shipwright in this. Everyone on the ship okay. that repair them are called shipwrights. Yeah.
0: I I still think Usopp said carpenter at one point. That's why I'm just sticking with that. But it might be
1: translated way. into carpenter. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> carpenter right? we know what you're talking about.
0: Regardless, right? they need
1: a repairman. <laughs> they yes, need, a they need someone to fix their ship. The Mary's in trouble. It's getting fucked. Yeah. The mast. Little... Is that what it's called? The mast? The big the thing that Luffy ripped off. The mast is messed up. Yeah. Now the sides are messed up. We saw a little bit later that Usopp just put like two by fours to block mm-hmm. off the exit that Wapple ate. Like, it's looking real beat down.
0: Mm hmm. A little bit of a notice I made here of because last arc, I know I made it very clear. I wasn't a very big fan of like the the, the agents and their designs. I thought they're kind of lacking. And yeah. at first, I thought Walpole was kind of lacking in design, too, at first. But over time, I really, really dug his design. It matches character where his mouth and jaw resemble a train whistle where it has like that yeah. very square jaw. He's got like steel metal like bolts for a mustache or a beard, like a five o'clock shadow almost. And it makes sense when you find out, like, oh, his power is revealed later on where he eats things because he uses his body as like a factory or workshop and gets the powers to either use them or to create something. Is is this the weirdest devil fruit we've seen so far? I think so. I think so. Yeah. It's almost like like Momo from My Hero Academia where she can create anything. In this case, this guy needs to eat the thing first and then he'll use it to create something. So have, you if he seen, doesn't do have you seen
1: it. JoJo? Like, this is almost like a stand. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if a stand had an ability like this. Probably. I wouldn't doubt
0: that either. I just want to acknowledge it because his design really grew on me over time. Because at first, I'm just like, this guy's kind of lacking. He's got, like, a like a dead uh snow hippo creature tied on it for a cape. And then he's got, like, the weird hair. I wasn't digging it, but then I was like, the details of, like, oh, his mustache. Oh, there's a those are bolts. Oh, his jaws like a steam whistle like oh i was was digging it like there's little details there so yeah i like his
1: design too i hate Mm -hmm. him but i like his design oh yeah
0: i'm just thinking aesthetically Fuck this guy not the winner of the award by the way the award he's not the winner but he's close yeah he's
1: not he's not really a great villain he's almost more just a set piece for just a
0: cool arc. he's still yeah he is a despicable corrupt king and we'll get to there and eventually um how corrupt we'll find out oh we get a wholesome moment as we go forward of they don't want to sail at night because they know Nami is their only navigator, their only hope for the Grand Line. So there's a wholesome moment where Nami wakes up in the middle of the night from like the chills, the sweats, and then she looks around and the entire yeah. crew, with the exception of the lookout, is sleeping in the same room with her. And I thought that was a really good like family moment. And she sees it too. She smiles at the camera. Yeah, at I, night back those asleep. little
1: moments like with all the strats together when they're on the ship in between like arcs, mm-hmm. those are the best. I live for those.
0: And there was no dialogue, which I loved the most. They could have just put some thought bubbles in there, going Nami, going, oh, we are like a family now, aren't we? Or something like that. It's like, no, it's straight up just, it's visual. You put the pieces together yourself. Great, wholesome moment. Loved it. Yeah,
1: you can see her. She looks around, you see her smirk, and then she goes back to sleep. You you get everything you need without thought bubbles. And I don't know if if you've noticed in general, not a lot of thought bubbles in one piece. From anyone. Not really.
0: It's more like flashback, uh, like panels where if you get like those, you know, those different kind of speech bubbles. Where, yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah, I think you mentioned it. Yeah, there's very little thought, which is it's, again, a good I think it's basically. kind of.
1: We were talking a little earlier, a couple episodes. I don't remember when, but about how it's kind of cinematic, and I think that's so so true, especially in this regard. You kind of you have to guess and use the context clues and like look at the past and where they're coming from to kind of understand their actions
0: yeah if instead anything the characters will, will talk it. to themselves instead of thinking to themselves but honestly that's fine by me that's it's like a yeah play, luffy right?
1: especially does that a lot yeah right?
0: it's, it's more like a play or a stage and that's fine by me also of that wholesome moment of all the people that are not in the same room sleeping in the same room as nami sanji is the lookout and he's the one to keep an eye and i'm like really of all people you think sanji with his quips would have been like no i'm not leaving nami aside no matter what kind of thing it's like no he's actually being a good crew member now for the sake of Nami's health. So again, Sanji's doing everything he can to get off that bottom of the tier list I have, <laughs> where he's actually like, <laughs> I don't like being at the bottom. I want to actually do something. I want to actually be productive and a good crew member. And he's doing it. He's impressing me so far.
1: Yeah. So then basically they randomly and very luckily stumble on the island, the drum island with the big drum shaped mountains.
0: They get a very cautious, paranoid. I would even call it welcome more like a, a warning where they try to dock and then the locals that are actually civilians, we learned they're not actually armed guards. They're just armed civilians, like a militia. And they just go like, we don't want pirates. We don't want your business. Get the hell out, right? We don't want no outsiders here. Um, They even fire two warning shots. One was actually a warning shot and one actually hits Vivi when she's trying to prevent Sanji from retaliating. And Luffy obviously instinctively wants to fight back Vivi actually stands out here actually because so far the last couple arcs i haven't cared for vivi at all like she's still like kind of like miss wednesday to me but now she's actually vivi princess vivi where she's actually telling luffy the captain of the boat hey best course of action not to fight remember we need a doctor and the last thing we need is to get a fight in our hands right like we need need them to
1: help us someone in that crowd very well could be the doctor if you make a bad impression they're not going to want to help you
0: yeah and then a big character moment luffy thinks about it and agrees and goes because i think Vivi like calls him out on it first right where it's like yeah yeah you're a failure of a captain if you do this and then luffy actually goes you know what you're right and then they both bow they both you know beg we need a doctor yeah it's a really
1: good character moment for Vivi and luffy yeah he is like really strong and he kind of just goes on his own but he's still Still needs to learn
0: about being an actual leader a little bit, it seems like, mm-hmm. is what we get from here. And Vivi's yeah.
1: going to help him along a little
0: bit, which is good. Especially because we learn, like, the next chapter that these are just militia civilians with guns. And we've seen that he's propelling to guns. He could easily just take them all out, right? Oh, yeah. But Vivi, reminding him, yeah, like, we just need a doctor. And if the doctor's a native to the village, probably not the best idea to take out these armed guards and have, like, a, this like the hostile presence, this hostile welcome. She's totally right, by the way.
1: Right, so then <laughs> we can kind of fast-track, right? Oh, they, they friend the villagers, as always. They meet him. They meet the guy, the former, like, army men of the, Captain the king, Dalton. Captain Dalton, right? Mm-hmm. And he tells them, like, oh, there's only one doctor here, because we learned that all the other doctors the were witch. taken by the king.
0: The witch. Cap- Dr. Kira. The, yeah, do- Kare- do you- Kareha. Wait, how do you pronounce it? Kareha oh come on i like Kira better <laughs> how do you how do you get Kira out of K-U-R-E-H-A because cure and then all oh because we hear cure all a lot later on in this arc so and she's so good at her job we'll find out later on that she basically cures all she cures everyone so i thought this was just short for Kira well, the so nice pure. thing
1: about One Piece names is that, uh, at least in Japanese, well, and kind of in English too, they're all written just phonetically in uh, katakana, which means like usually for words that are not Japanese. Yeah. So all the names are pretty much one for one, like just phonetic kureha, like kureha.
0: Kureha. All right, fine. It's it sounds. You can more call it whatever you want. You say but, it like yeah. that. I'll go along. Kureha. So
1: yeah, so then uh, Dalton tells Sanji, Luffy, and Usopp, Nami, Vivi—they're all there. That yeah, there's only one doctor. She's way up that mountain. All of the lifts that were up there got destroyed. So if you were wanted to go, you're gonna have to climb.
0: That's yeah, the only way. And, and then Dalton gives them an organ trail approach where it's like either go on the safe path on the side, Luffy and Sanji for trying to take Nami to the witch the doctor or go on the dangerous path with all these giant like werewolf rabbits the lap yeah we'll also.
1: call them murder rabbits for yeah murder <laughs> rabbits and then of
0: course sanji and luffy being sanji and luffy they route to take the risk to save yeah, time so we're, and we're gonna take everything. the fastest route no another no option mm-hmm. and we get some major foreshadowing and world building here where dalton talks to i think vivi and usopp about why the king isn't here, what's going on? Like why they're talking about an election process going on, and as the Drum Kingdom was defeated by Captain Blackbeard and four yes. other pirates, we get like shadow silhouettes. One has a, a saber, which is nothing much, but one of them have like a, a like a club or a horn, like on this over shoulder. That might be important as like a, a character cue later on if they're split up. But right. this is the first. This is like the second time I think, or the first time where we have a direct reference to a real-life pirate. Captain yes. Blackbeard is the most famous of real-life pirates.
1: <laughs> In your estimation, who's the first?
0: Uh, Well, you mentioned Zorro, and he was directly mentioned okay, right. uh, inspired by the French pirate, but he wasn't yeah. directly named after him.
1: Right. This guy is a straight-up Blackbeard. <laughs> this is straight-up
0: yeah. just Captain Blackbeard, directly. Like, there's no... Like, obviously, it makes sense, because like Oda's name style is... Yeah, it's just a, a very uh open feature like the red-haired pirates with shanks for example who's literally shank right so it's a lot of times it's just blunt and to the point in this case it's captain blackbeard and it resembles the real life pirate so we'll see if he actually was as successful as the real life pirate but either way he does this crazy um takeover where we learn the whole story of I think we can just get cover here, right? Because he starts here and it's established like a little chapter or two later where basically the Blackbeard Pirates, like just five, just five people, they arrive, they make short work of a few guards and then Wapple takes his most loyal other guards and his entire castle and flees. They run. They don't fight. They don't hold their ground. Pisses off Dalton. Pisses off Vivi, who's, you know, very like proud to stand up for, you know, what's right for the royal family to do your job as like, as you know, protecting your kingdom, right? And yeah. Walpole is a is a coward. He does not fight. He retreats, and that's why he's pretending to be a pirate now, because he's just scavenging. And in reality, he's lost because they don't have a they don't have a log pole, and they can't find their way back. So, very disappointing. This cowardly, corrupted king, this tyrant, this tin tyrant.
1: Yes, and I think they said basically that crew of five, including Blackbeard, just destroyed most of the kingdom, just the five of them.
0: Yeah, because as of right now, uh, they just have a few scattered villages. And obviously the harsh weather doesn't help with rebuilding efforts. But it looks like locally they've mostly rebuilt, right? Where it's like, it's not, um, there's not a lot of wreckages. There's still not a lot of debris still. But obviously the Lapins are in between any major routes to the castle in there. The ropes, the, the Garandas that lead to the castle, they're all out of commission. So, like, infrastructure's been damaged The so Blackbeard's probably took the loot and they left, right? Right Damage has been done King is gone And now Dalton and the villagers are like We're just trying to rebuild We don't want any outside influence Just let us be, right? Then obviously yeah. Wopples doing his best to come back He's a coward Like, he saw power and and, and ran Yeah So
1: mm-hmm. then Sanji and Luffy do their trek up the mountain What are the, the points you want to hit there? Because there's
0: some good ones uh well the action is hilarious because when it first starts they're just talking like nonchalantly about like oh the these people probably don't sleep right and it's like why because of like some bullshit reasons but while they're doing that they're being attacked by these lapins and they're jumping around like video game characters right. like a no big deal like, you know, like you're like you playing co-op like couch co-op you're just hitting the a button to jump while you're just talking about some random conversation but you're playing the game at the same time that's like yeah. what they're doing right now um
1: I wanted to say, like, that
0: conversation that Luffy and Sanji
1: have, I really liked that as a little bit of characterization for both of them. Luffy, it's just, you know, typical funny reinforcement, like, yeah, people in snow countries don't sleep, you know? Luffy's just stupid. Like, if it's too Mm. cold, they would die. And Sanji's like, "What? That's ridiculous!" But did you know that women in snow countries have purer skin yeah, because pu- like, they rub the snow in skin. and it, it seeps into their skin? Like he's just as much of an idiot when it comes to women. You know that I just like that like interaction there with them. Yeah, it was cool seeing them like get a,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a really just like a one-on-one conversation for the first time probably since Bratier.
0: Yeah, and that's why I'm also saying Sanji was warming up to me because that conversation I would totally imagine old Sanji from Bratier having. Because yeah, he's still a womanizer. And he would, that would be his reasoning, right? Where it's like, oh, this, 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 the, the white snow makes their pale skin smooth and creamy and beautiful. Right. And it's like, of course, Sanji would think of that as a priority. Of course he would. Of course he would. He wants to believe it, too, you know? So yeah. he goes with it. hmm And uh, so there's two towns established, one bighorn, one cocoa weed. Kira shows up. Sorry, Kira-hei. kira No, I just No. It's not
1: that important. Kareha. ha
0: I think Kirihi is a is, is a real life military base or something like that. I think it might be, yeah. Uh Kiriha. I'm gonna I'm gonna botch this name so much. That's fine. Kiriha shows up with Tony Tony Chopper, a oddly named animal character right from the front. There's a few animal characters that are named right away. We've gotten Chocho, we've gotten uh the duck, we've gotten Oh, God, <laughs> all Kuru, the characters yeah. have been named so far, but this one it was right away because it was established on the same panel as uh, Kiriha. Kirih. Ah. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's pretty close, right? So, right when she she uh, well, while Sanji and Lifa go up the mountain, she has just come down again. Yeah, she's in a, a village, close to where they left from, but not the same one. Mm-hmm. And then we see uh, it said her. Faithful or beloved pet reindeer chopper, as he's introduced, Mm. I think, right?
0: And only a reindeer and nothing else, wink, wink. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. But we see her work. We see, like, she's the only reliable doctor on the island, and she has a huge ego, incredibly narcissistic, you know, kind of like early Doctor Strange or like early Iron Man, where she's like, she's so good at her job, where she's like very blunt about it. She's seemingly like very unkind and well she kind of is actually but she's good she knows immediately what the cure yeah. the solution is everyone else hates her though because she has this anti-social blunt attitude that's very unkind and forceful and when you're a doctor it's supposed to be like kind and treating that's what people perceive it anyway and then when she's done her uh, solution and people are like what the hell did you just do to my boy and she's like okay i want half your money i want half your stocks i want like she demands like half of all their possessions and everyone hates her for that because she actually like, robs them blind seemingly it's an america right? reference yeah i was gonna say like those act too <laughs> political but it's like yeah she's like the, the best privatized doctor you could ask for <laughs> where it's like yeah. dude i will give you the best healthcare imaginable now that's a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> yeah it's gonna cost you literally half of everything you own so. yeah exactly and you're in debt to me but obviously we see because after she treats the boy he feels much better right away and then she kind of like gives him a discount where she gets some thanks where she's like is it fifty 50 i'll take 49 percent for that little bit of kindness from the boy and then they go thank you thank you ma'am thank you <laughs> Just take it and leave kind of thing so yeah she's really good at her job but I'm actually very glad you brought up that, that point, Justin, because when we get to another Doctor of Name later on and that whole discussion with that, this persona of Kiriha, is that her name? Mm. Yeah,
1: that was good. Kiriha?
0: I think I'm joined with that, Kiriha. Uh, sorry, our listeners who pronounce it differently. Um, Kiriha, of this dynamic that they have. But basically, she does her job. She's no longer at the castle, but Luffy and Sanji don't know. They continue going through the path of going through the Lapins. The Lapins or Lappins?
1: Uh, I uh, I think Lappin. Murder rabbits is I, fine. I say Lappin, Death rabbits, you know,
0: yeah. Yeah, and they still are going on their thing. Uh, Usopp, Vivi, and oh, Zoro is behind on the boat. Um, he was trying to do some fan service for the for the readers because like oh, you saw <laughs> right. Nami shirtless last arc. Now here's Zoro shirtless. Yeah, here's something for time. the ladies out there yeah but of course his arms are covering his nipples ladies i'm sorry you can't see those bad boys just yet but he then decides to go for a midnight swim he's ripped some hardcore like like body therapy right like physical therapy where he's like working out the body against like the the treachery of the wild what's that called like when you meditate underneath a waterfall for example what's that called
1: I am not sure, but in general, we've just seen Zoro's kind of stepping up his game since a couple of arcs ago. We've seen him training like in all of his free time. Oh yeah, I he, think it was he, after Arlong Park, right? That he was like swinging the the iron pole with a bunch of weights on the end.
0: Yeah, at the end of uh, Little Garden. Yeah, at the end of Little Garden. Little Garden. Okay. Um, with stitches on his feet, so recovering. So as much as I didn't like that arc, I do like how Oda still goes along with it, as if he doesn't care if you liked it or not. There are still consequences from that. Which yeah. this is the smallest one, by the way. Of consequences even from Little Garden, where Zoro doesn't like losing. He doesn't like being beaten. So every time he gets beaten by yeah by Mister Mister Three Candle Boy, he goes no, I shouldn't have lost to that guy. I should have kicked his ass. So I'm going to go through right. even more rigorous training. Push myself even harder. Uh, my stitches are healed up. Like they established it right where he talks to the duck. The he gives the affirmed quack, and then he goes all right. I'm I'm healed up. I'm stitched. All right, time to torture my body because what doesn't kill you makes you stronger kind of mentality right uh, Usopp and Vivi are back at Bighorn they're just hoping for the best there was a nice character moment too actually we forgot to mention where when Luffy uh well Nami gives Luffy permission to carry her and trust um him with her life right because right. Sanji establishes whatever happens to you happens to her right and Nami trusts him. Usopp and Vivi are out in the cold, like, watching, kind of, like, standing guard. Like, they, they know they can't do anything at this point, but they feel like they mm-hmm. can't sit down. They feel like they have to just at least stand at the ready just in case to look out. And I really did appreciate that. The Straw Hats are really heroic, like, family. I like that as well. Mm-hmm. Wapo, we cut to Wapo. He finds the island. Um, they make quick quirk of this, the, the militia that was standing guard. Very unfortunate. Like, further affirming that, yeah, there's a big power gap between... The civilians and the wapple pirates or the wapple tin tyrant crew and right. them with the straw hats like you you mentioned early on the tin ty- the tin tyrants they got wiped easily by the straw hats the first time on the boat yeah so there's definitely these big power gaps but we get introduction to chess and kuru marimo the henchman um robson white walkie the woolly hippo mount um, and it's so fucked up that you realize, oh, Wapo is totally wearing, uh, Robson's brother on around him as a cape or his jacket because he goes, oh, you're still not mad that I killed your brother, am I? Oh, you shouldn't worry about that. I'm just like, dude, fuck this guy. Dude. Right? <laughs> yeah, he really like is a, a dick. Yeah, you're a coward and a dick. Come on, man. <laughs> a-,
1: a villain, obviously. Um, so then I think r- cutaway. Meanwhile, we have Usopp are now Usopp and Vivi are with Dalton. Going to try and catch Kareha and tell her, like, oh, please go back up the mountain. Our friends are going up there with someone really sick. And then, I don't know how, I maybe mean, they had a snail phone or something, but they got word that Wapple came back, right? And Dalton takes off in thi- full devil fruit form.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, Dalton uh, returns with the ox ox fruit, which is like it's just straightforward uh, strength. I'm fine with that, though. Uh, but it makes him very reliable in power but did you have after, any thoughts then, on that
1: new family of devil fruits they said the
0: zone family of devil fruits shoot I, did i miss something key here a family of devil fruits did yeah, i miss something
1: definitely definitely line
0: yeah there was that line because i made <laughs> sure it
1: was there before i was <laughs> put it in my notes to mention
0: oh i think oh, there are two of us here oh yeah someone in the militia said that.
1: like oh yeah he's got a devil fruit of the zone family ox ox fruit mono bison
0: Right. Okay. Now that you mention, it. okay. So wait, were they implying that the devil fruit itself is a part of like a family, like, uh, like a like a a branch family, or are they thinking about like seems like devil it, fruit yeah. being passed on in the family?
1: Because we also see, I mean, spoilers, quote unquote, but Chopper apparently also has a zone, which is a a transformation type devil fruit, which we have never <gasps> really seen <gasps> before, does? like transformation at will. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, like, you have, like, your body yeah. permanently changed, kind of, for all the yeah. devil fruits we've seen. Like, Luffy, Buggy. But this one is, like, you can basically maintain your human appearance and then transform into something, an animal or yeah. a human. At oh, width, so, like, so in they're between. describing...
0: Okay, so the family, what you're talking about, the family of devil fruit itself. Not like, oh, the Dalton family gets all the fruits. No, no, yeah, that, yeah. The right.
1: zone, zone type okay. devil fruits. Okay, that makes which sense. Which are different yeah, tra- from the whatever the hell devil Luffy fruit. has, yeah.
0: Yeah, transformation double free. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so Dalton gets there right away. He stops Wapole from, you know, putting down in the Iron Fist on Coco Village right away. It's the other village. He gets there first. Yeah. And we get some a bit more uh characterization where Dalton does a surprise attack on Wapole right away. It seems like he cuts his head off right away, right? Like it looks like he beheads him. The 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 islands famous twenty doctors they just literally give him the ingredients into that hole where his neck was, <laughs> and because of that factory fruit that he has, devil fruit that workshop, he's able to do it himself and heal instantaneously. But yeah, like just
1: make a new head because his head actually did he cut it off and like, oh surgery they yeah like tape on they use nails new head
0: <laughs> yeah the, I I was trying I was looking back and I was like wondering like is there a head that actually flops like in like you know Jango Fett from the Star Wars prequels like you see a shadow a little bit before the helmet goes off but there's none of that but regardless and they show the body there's literally there's no head like he's not like he's not like it's holding his head back where he's opening his mouth wide it's like no there's a hole there which is actually convenient because luffy the first time when he was dealing with wapol he flings him away which is the best way to deal with this guy because it seems like decapitation yeah. doesn't work on this guy anyway this is where my real world education kind of comes into play and dalton drops a bit of knowledge here which actually sprung an epiphany in me to stop and go through my old notes and history knowledge where dalton accuses him uh basically like has a rant of like the previous king before you your king was amazing and i hoped you would have an any ounce of like power and privilege and ability he had or intelligence you don't so immediately i was thinking Okay, this happened before, right? Where a great, terrific, popular king, in reality, is passed on to a son or grandchild. And they are just terrible. They ruin everything, right? Yeah, Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones, especially. That's the fictional (laughs) real example right away. But historically... King Richard and King John. mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I have here... Uh, king Ferdinand the Seventh of Spain. Uh, he's not a well-known uh king. Uh, even in Spain, he's actually hated for very good reasons. Well, if he's so, like
1: Walpole, I think that checks out.
0: Yes, he's connected to Walpole, and I have some reasons here why. So it's gonna be a bit of a stretch, but hear me out. Why I made these connections? Ferdinand the Seventh takes place over. In reality, he takes over a docile Charles the Fourth, but Charles the Fourth took ever took after Charles the Third, who I perceived as you know, the father figure who was like, this guy is amazing because Charles III established Spain as like a sovereignty overseas, nationality, empire, like the Charles III was popular with the people. Like he was just a great king overall, right? In Spain's history for the time. Yeah. Ferdinand VII takes over and immediately when he's king, this guy you might have heard, Napoleon Bonaparte from France, he comes over, invades Spain. Ferdinand VII, instead of Wapolf, well, Wapolf flees, right? the VII, he capitulates like in the same year. He surrenders and goes, I will be a vassal. I will do what you say. Oh, are there words of rebels trying to usurp, overthrow you? Don't worry. I will stop them. I'll help you out. Right. He basically, he, you know, just does what he's told, right? Because he capitulated. Uh huh. He eventually does come back. And when the people, like in this case, the people of Drum Island are like, oh, we want elections. We want to establish our own leaders. Right. It's like, okay, we get some like, liberalism ideology here, right? Yeah. and In Ferdinand's case, we have something almost identical where the people... He comes back, right? And Napoleon leaves. And the people go, we want a constitution in which we have freedom of the press, we have some elections, you know, like a constitutional monarchy. Ferdinand VII, being the narcissist guy that he is, like Walpole, goes, fuck no, strikes it down and hates everyone who criticizes him, leading to this period where he is just arresting and executing people who criticize him and losing territory overseas and eventually leads to a bloody seven year civil war after he dies because he was such a terrible king the first of four civil wars i might add so i know it's a complete stretch and i'm sorry for this tall small tangent but to me this made me hate walpole even more because i'm just going like oh he's a ferdinand the seventh they need to get (laughs) rid of this guy He's going to ruin Drum Kingdom from the core, right? So, yeah. I totally made that connection. And again, sorry for that tangent, but I had so much fun just researching that and just going, this guy is Ferdinand seventh. And the Spanish listeners who know about this, please affirm if I'm correct or not. <laughs> or if I made a big leap in history here. But regardless, I'm just like, oh my god, Wapol is a horrible Ferdinand seventh. So... Sorry for that tangent. I do apologize, but I do love that. Um, Luffy and Sanji. We cut back because Dalton is getting his be- ass beat by Waple, right? Because they, uh, the Tin Tyrants, they know that Dalton cares for the I people. I wouldn't
1: say Waple was kicking Dalton's ass. Sorry,
0: sorry. Uh, chess, he turns his aim to the people who are just catching up to assist Dalton. He turns his bow and arrows towards the people and fires because they know, oh, we know your weakness, Dalton. You're super strong, but we can attack the people you care for right Dalton right. sees it intercepts it he gets struck what by a the guy. Three arrows gets down right is that what happens yeah
1: that's it okay. and then uh the fight is interrupted cool. by an avalanche right after that
0: so right so the whole time sanji and luffy are dodging the Lappens, who are very angry by the way it's like they got too close a little territorial maybe who knows yeah on accident and all their big ruckus because these are giant murderous rabbits by the way like for those who are just listening in ahead and not actually read or watch the anime these are giant like yeti sized murder rabbits very strong too so they're they're still very
1: fast like real rabbits
0: and yeah very so they're constantly doing like these overhead like donkey kong attacks where they or like hulk attacks where they combine their hands together and rock fingers and just smash the snow the ground and it causes an avalanche shocker um we get a hilarious moment where they are surfing on a pine tree down the avalanche, <laughs> yeah. while Luffy is again just trying to balance Nami on his back, and they're about to collide with another tree. But Sanji is actually doing a big bro moment here. Oh yeah! Flings him away. Does a did you write down the one line he had? The one liner. Gotta look I out for some. Uh, he says a one line. He says it with confidence though. There's a like a little. Yeah, he, he smiles with his lit cigarette. He says the line. It makes you almost think that he's going to die <laughs> because he has like like yeah. I have no regrets for this moment. And the impact happens and he rupt he breaks some bones including part of a spine. Not not horribly to the point where he's paralyzed, right? But it does cripple him and knocks him out. So, Luffy gets to the mountain and oh wait no, not yet. He has uh, to after set the,
1: Nami down. He said, "Like, please wait for me. I'll be right back because he has to go dig Sanji out because he's buried by the avalanche.
0: hmm And at the same time, a baby Lapin is trying to dig up their mom. And I'm just like, oh, it's so sad. But coincidentally, uh, Luffy helps the baby because he finds the arm of the mother while looking for Sanji. So they kind of like help each other out. And it's like a small little moment where I'm like, is this just supposed to be just a cute moment for the sake of being cute? And it's like, it actually has repercussions, actually. Of assisting this baby finding his mama or her mama, Um because yeah, sorry, I skipped ahead a little bit when I said get to the mountain because Wapole and his henchmen they fled the avalanche, but they find Luffy uh, at this moment and they confront him. Luffy is really handicapped right now. He's carrying a sick Nami who's like at one hundred and seven degrees Fahrenheit right now, Horrible and he's fever. carrying
1: Sanji now too, I and think, Sanji at time.
0: exactly, and he can't fight, and so he's literally just forced to run and he has that constant reminder in his head like don't fight we'll feel the blows don't fight back you'll put us at risk and luffy cares for the straw hats more than his love to fight right his love to like be the the big bad pirate so he actually runs and evades and then we have the big bad crew of lapins like oh, yeah. actually <laughs> defend luffy and like like oh why are the loop lapids helping us and then you just see the mom Flexing with a baby on
1: her back. And I was like, all right, yeah, got I love it. that. She just like, she gives him the strong arm, like, I got this. I'm
0: like, I got this, bro. Got you.
1: Yeah, that was great.
0: Mm-hmm. A little, a little cartoony moment there, but it was great.
1: I honestly, I love the animal like characters in One Piece. Like, I love how they're more—they're almost human. Every single one of them, and like the moments with the animals, it just always make me laugh or they're funny. And yeah, yeah, yeah we we
0: skipped great. over like a small like one panel mention, but there was like a hiking bear at one point where it's literally just a yeah. grizzly bear <laughs> with a walking cane, and right. it's just like a little moment like that, but it was funny. So. OK, I'm sorry, I was just trying to re because re- I jumped ahead a little bit. So, yeah, he gets to the mountain. Finally, the Lapins by Luffy and uh, the straw had some time. And it is a gruesome climb. Three plus hours yeah. straight up the steepest mountain in existence. Just straight line up. Um, he his fingernails, his fingers get completely bloody. There's a there's a freak out moment where he almost drops Sanji. And he's well, he carrying did drop his, him. Yeah. Oh, well, sorry. He did drop, but he rescued him with his teeth uh after stretching his head and gets to the top of the castle right at this point but yeah, like he, a three hour he climb. makes it
1: to the top and then he yeah. collapses right on the edge after kind of tossing sanji and nami forward a little bit just pushing him forward and he's about to fall off but yeah. he's saved by the abominable snowman
0: <laughs> yeah and then they get there with the abominable snowman yes but the castle itself is like a Disney castle it's like it's like the beast's castle from being the beast almost where I'm just yeah. like look at this relic that's hidden because beast castle for the comparison's sake is but is hidden deep like in the big bad forest right the dark forest that no one wants to traverse because it's so scary uh patrolled by wolves and in this case this beautiful ice castle I guess you can make a comparison of Frozen as well here for making Disney comparisons is just on top of this the tallest peak of drum kingdom and they establish that it's 15,000 feet high next chapter, where 15,000 feet mountain, by the way, that's as tall as Mount Fairweather, Mount Whitney in real life. Yeah, Mount thinking, Whitney I think just
1: is, scaled that 15,000 yeah. feet with two people on his back.
0: Yeah, so basically, Luffy is a better mountain climber than you'll ever be. I'm sorry, listener. So <laughs> yeah, it's just facts. Uh, unfortunate, but that is the fact. We get some... <laughs> So, Usopp and Vivi are trying to catch up to, well, Paul, they're trying to assist, right? They're desperately trying to, but they're clearly out of their game here. But they're trying so hard, but we get some comedy gold in this chapter. <laughs> oh, I, my I, The page God. you sent me, you texted it. Yeah, so, okay, so I point out little bits where, like, oh, Usopp's like a Looney Tunes character. Like in Arlong Park, where he's, like, standing upright, where he's, like, the Scooby-Doo peering over the wall. But in this case, like I forget how. I think it's because they're just like trying to recover from the avalanche, and Usopp's still kind of like out of it. Vivi yeah, is yeah, carrying down. him by his nose, and it's just stretching him, yeah. his entire face. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost like it's a it's a mask, or it's like it's just super stretchy. And I'm just like, oh my god. And then at some point, she's just like, okay, I can't carry you, and just smacking him endlessly. He finally like gets alert and goes wait, I feel swollen, what happened? And he's, like, covered and like, it looks like bee stings almost, but it's just, him. And then she just goes, oh, nothing, nothing happened, and now you're just like, it's good, that's good to know. (laughs) Moving on. They run into Zoro, you know, shirtless, giggity, for all the people out there who want that. I do. And (laughs) he just goes, oh, it's so cold. Oh, Vivi, you're here. And then he's not sure who this swollen-up face guy is, and then it does a dramatic zoom-in on Usopp's face. Enhance. Enhance. And then it's I just the that. nose. And then he goes, oh, and Usopp, what are you guys doing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
1: loved that moment. Too. He's like, oh, look, it's Vivi. He's like, oh, oh he's zoom in on the nose. God. Like, oh, it's you, Usopp, what's up? That, that dramatic
0: zoom in on the nose was so fucking funny, man. Because it, he doesn't make fun of him for it. It's funny to us because like, oh, ha, ha, it's the nose. But he yeah. doesn't like make fun of Usopp going, oh, I recognize you by your nose. He just goes, oh, it's Usopp, what's up? Because again, a trope I hate in Shonen in a lot of Shonen series is they have to state their reasoning of why they did do something to the audience as if like they're five year olds. But One Piece doesn't do this all the time. And when it doesn't do this, it does it like this. and It's so hilarious. It's perfect because yeah. Zoro knows Usopp. <laughs> He's very perceptive. <laughs> He's got the nose. <laughs>
1: yeah, I love that.
0: But the comedy doesn't even stop there because Usopp and Vivi have their moments. But then they come. They catch up to some of uh, Wapol's uh, loyal soldiers that were s- the standing guard of Dalton's body, and Zoro just sees a soldier. You think like, oh, he's really pissed off because he just does like a quick like one two punch on the soldier, on the officer, downs him. The soldier's like, who is this crazy punch man? And then Zoro's just like, ah, nice jacket, <laughs> 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 yeah. Like, chapter 139 is just all comedy, but it's also like, yeah, because these guys know, like, Zoro especially, he knows these guys are nothing. He doesn't need his swords. He's fine. Like, these guys are nothing. Like,
1: they're fun. Yeah, but, I mean, we can see here that he's flipping ripped. Even without his sword, he's still a force. Yeah,
0: exactly. Again, Oda making the fan service equal for everyone. Like, hey, guys, it's okay. I, I am equal to both. You want shirtless Nami, I give you Zorro, shirtless Zoro. And he does action in that. I mean, come on. He does. He gives it all. But basically, it's like build up to Zoro basically handling those guys. But we're not going to get back to that until a little while later um, to recover Dalton's body. We cut back to the castle and we get like some some world building, right? Where we find out for a fact Nami was in fact sick from ticks from the jungle, which was actually my first guess, but I resorted to the weather thing, I think. But I actually like it. I wrote down the notes here too. Even fan service has consequences because it's like, (laughs) oh, so Candleman burns off Nami's shirt and we see her in a bra with the frills and details of all, (laughs) ha! But it's also like, but she got ticks because even Kira goes, what idiot goes in the jungle shirtless? What the hell are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it's like it wasn't her. It wasn't like she wanted to, but either way, it's like even the fan service that you want, dear listeners, dear readers, your fan service almost killed Nami. Are you happy? Are you happy with yourself? You almost killed Best Girl. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Oh, I had a question for you. Yeah, what you got? Is Kiraha is she a witch to you? I think she is. Uh, yeah,
1: that's, like, kind of the uh, the illusion that they go with, right? Or the metaphor that she's, like, evocative of a witch. She looks kind of old-haggy.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two reasons why I think... She, uh, three reasons why I totally think she's a witch. One, she is out of time. She is Ozzy Osbourne fan girl who came from a Black Sabbath concert with hippie <laughs> hair and all, with yeah. a pierced belly button and everything. She's got the Ozzy Osbourne... Uh, glasses and all so one out of time two by pointing an index finger at someone's forehead she can give you the exact temperature of your body within seconds ago oh you're okay you're healing but you're still 100.78 degrees fahrenheit you're healing but you're not there yet by pointing a finger now you're probably just saying <laughs> oh but we established she's she's an really expert doctor job. yeah you should have really got our job shut the hell up okay and number <laughs> three we establish later on, a little bit indirectly, she kind of teleports. It's not clear how she gets around the castle super fast. There's a point later on where uh, where Chopper like flees from the room because Nami gives him a compliment or something. And then out of nowhere, Kiraha is just there. like She just walks in and sits on the table, no big deal, and goes, oh, what are you trying to do? Not to mention she overhears when people talk shit about her. And then just kicks down the walls, kind of thing, right away. <laughs> yeah. Again, headcanon. She is totally a witch from the 1970s, our world, Earth. You can't well, change Yeah, my mind.
1: plus you, you skip the, honestly, the most damning fact. She's 139 years old.
0: Oh, that's she's just the healthy. Hell. She's just healthy.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think. Yeah. And this is yeah. I, not revealed, obviously, but I think there's something else there. Because every time she starts a. A freaking sentence almost. Like, oh, you want to know the secret to my youth? And no one ever says yes. They're always mm-hmm. like, I didn't ask. And they just brush it off, right? Could be yeah. a secret there. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> she possibly. says there is. Possibly, possibly. Uh, we get our first introduction to Chopper as well. He gets the the great characterization where you could tell he's not socially capable. He's a little socially awkward where he tries to peek around a corner his body's in the reverse position.
1: Where yeah, the only one eye is behind like the door frame covered yeah, of the rest play, of body. But his, his whole invisible. body
0: is still in view, and Naomi respectfully points it out, but in a nice way. She calls him a moron a little bit later, but that's fine. Um, or an idiot. And where he's just like scared of her kind of thing, of humans in general. He's very socially awkward, as I mentioned. I don't know if it's world building, but the ticks, Keshiwas, Keshias. They're mentioned like three yeah. times in this arc. Like name dropped wasn't really important but exterminated according to kiraha but she kept the vaccine also vaccines vaccines are a thing in this world
1: yeah in the, in the world of
0: one piece again with the tech being all over the place but i love it she's <laughs> and uh real quick just to emphasize how much of like a uh, objective doctor kiraha is quick <this> got <that-> Um, Nami is like, oh, I'm fine. Let me go. And then she pulls a, a like a cutting scalpel on Nami and goes, you will rest for another couple days and you will like it.
1: <laughs> Just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. No God. one ever leaves my care unless they are 100% and you're not.
0: Mm-hmm. We got a f- quick flashback too, of like how they found the straw hats that were on the mountain. Right. And it was a good character moment. I wrote this down here where. The doctor and Chopper they're an, an analyzing what they need to do. They know right away Nami has uh, the ticks because she's a witch and Luffy, by instinct, even though he's like down from hypothermia or the cold, just shoots out his arm and just struggles to just say, my friends, they're my friends, like through like a cold tongue, a frozen tongue. So he can't really speak straight. And I'm just like, of course, his priority would be for his friends, not to him. Like it's his yeah, priorities.
1: It was a really good character moment. I liked it.
0: Yeah. Luffy at least gives it a shot. He invites Kiriha, Kiriha to, yeah. <laughs> Kiriha just, to just join the Straw Hats. It. She fine. declines right away, <laughs> going, listen, if I join you guys, I'm going to miss my Black Sabbath concert. I can't go. She, oh, but again, this is why I, I brought up that even though Nami is incapacitated from most of this arc and now she's kind of coming back, she begins to show why she's still the MVP. Besides the very first time when she saved the crew from the Cyclone. She's the very first to offer Chopper a spot in the Straw Hats, and goes, yeah. "Hey, you're good at doctor, so okay. Sorry I asked. Sorry about asking. Wondering why you're so interested in pirates, Chopper. So you want to come along? <laughs> With that like that bright expression she has, and Chopper freaks out, going, "I'm a reindeer. I can't. What the hell? Like he does his usual like defense where he goes into like his his trauma that we get into a little later of." Like, just, I can't, I can't do this Like, everyone will hate me, kind of thing
1: That's actually probably a pretty good time to jump into it Because Kureha explains that there to Nami, Chopper's backstory And there is, like, a, a brief cut in it But let's just, let's just go, go the whole thing Because right after this, the Wapol is going to show up And then the fight starts, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah So, yeah, we get the little bit of the great doctor hunt As mentioned real quick, of, like, just Wapol Yeah, so Wapol gets to the castle And we get that freeze frame moment where Luffy goes, oh, you're the bad guy. Gum, gum, bull. And then it's not in the manga, Justin, but I have it in my head where Waple freezes the frame and then goes, hello, I'm King Waple. You're probably wondering how I got into the situation. (laughs) Cue the flashback. And this is where things get incredibly complex. Did you want to actually cover it for me? Like, the whole thing, and then we'll cover into the ditty-gritty details of it.
1: Okay, yeah, so the the basic plot points as it goes. Yeah. Chopper was not a reindeer, obviously, and we have established he can talk. Mm-hmm. Not at this point, though, but he was born with a blue nose. Kind of a Rudolph shout-out. And so right from birth, his parents and the whole herd kind of ostracized him. They made him walk way behind them because he's an outcast, just straight out the gate. And it got Fucked worse up. when he ate the human-human devil fruit. Mm-hmm. And after that, they're like, okay, you can't even follow us anymore. Just just get out of here. Yeah, so he's completely here. cast out. So he's like, oh, okay, he starts gaining intelligence. Like, I can't live with the reindeer, so I guess I'll go live with the humans. And they see him as, like, some abominable yeti kind of creature. Mm-hmm. And they start shooting at him, too. And they're like, oh, that's a monster. You know, heck no. So he gets super badly injured. And then he gets found in the forest by Dr. Hiraluk, who is an mm-hmm. old uh, acquaintance of Dr. Kareha and... Chopper is pseudo-dad that he becomes. Chopper kind of attacks him because he's very distrustful of humans at this point because he just got shot at. And uh, so he, Chopper, or luck convinces Chopper that he's safe by like stripping down naked and saying like, oh, I'm not going to shoot you, I promise, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not armed, I won't shoot you, I can't shoot you. So then eventually, luck he takes uh, Chopper back and he heals him up, he stitches him up, mm-hmm. and Chopper wakes up there as, you know, he's his patient. They have... You know, some little conversations and we get a basically a kind of montage of Chopper staying there with the doctor and learning all kinds of his weird like experiments. He's doing explosions. He looks happy, you know, just smiling. Mm -hmm. Him and Dr. Hero look are getting a pretty good thing going on. There is a brief cutaway to Dalton meeting young Vivi, who is just incredibly politically intelligent, even at the age of 10, which he is in the flashback. Mm -hmm. So we found out why Dalton kind of recognized her earlier.
0: And we do get a name drop that might be relevant for the next arc, uh, Nefertari Cobra. Nefertari? Yes. Nefertari Cobra. Yeah. Yeah, I think Maybe that was
1: her dad, right? So her name is mm-hmm. apparently or probably Nefertari TV, Mm-hmm. which she's keeping on the low because, you know, she's incognito. Oh, yeah. So there's a... Here, Luck, at some point, tells Chopper this story about a man that was... Cured from an incurable disease by seeing these really beautiful Sakura trees. And because of that story that he heard, he doesn't believe that there's any disease in the world that can't be cured. Mm -hmm. So he has his own Jolly Roger flag. It's got some Sakura lease on it. And he said, this is the symbol of faith that rejects all impossibilities. You know, I'm raising it against all diseases. Like, yay, cool. Fuck Mm -hmm. diseases. And he's like, yeah, if you want to know what's up with the pirate flag, then one day you start to see and see see the world for yourself and how small all of our problems are.
0: And because Chopper's been ostracized by everyone, and then here's this guy coming in going, this is the plan, I'm welcoming you, I've treated you. Chopper and him, like Chopper, like, depends on hero luck. Like, he's treats this guy like he's a hero. And they get along and do their own crazy schemes.
1: Yeah. He kind of has Chopper as his quack doctor assistant even though he's not really a real doctor and doesn't seem mm-hmm. to know basically anything about medical sciences by the way him and chopper are getting on good he gives chopper the first gift he's ever gotten his signature hat which he is always wearing up to this point point. <laughs> and then so we get a little cutaway more you know montage stuff chopper stayed with here look for one full year until here Alex said okay well you're healed not my patient anymore you gotta get out you gotta go now get out i'm not a babysitter mm-hmm. you know which was a really heart wrenching moment, but so Chopper gets kicked terrible. out. Yeah, it did not. It seemed like suddenly out of nowhere, and it's like we're mm-hmm. just like, what? what? What's going on? Yeah. So Chopper even tries to hurt himself again. He's like, look, I'm I'm injured. Will you care of me? But here, like, no. He he shoots a gun, like clearly not at Chopper, but close enough chopped, to. Yeah. yeah, he's like, just go. You gotta go. And Chopper like breaks down in tears and leaves. And then we do see that here, luck kind of breaks down crying too, and he says like, uh oh, please forgive me. You know, at some mm-hmm. point. So that we didn't see him with Kareha, here look, because he goes to a real doctor for a real prognosis. Yes. We find out that the man from the Cherry Blossom story was here look himself, and it probably drastically extended his life, but he is still terminally ill, and he only has, with some treatment from Kareha, a few weeks left to live. Chopper mm-hmm. was following him, and he also overhears this. So he goes to find a cure, which is actually... Well, it's a mushroom that he saw in a book, and since it was next to a Jolly Roger, quote-unquote, he assumed mm-hmm. it was like a cure-all magic,
0: you know, against and, all diseases. And to add to that, they both overhear the 20 doctors or the soldiers talking about, oh, the 20 doctors talk- overheard about this mushroom that would be great for a vaccine, so they desperately right. want he- one, to reaffirm it.
1: Yeah, during like the, it's time with look like they did hear about that, mm-hmm. so he's like, oh, it must be this mushroom. Yeah. And he probably, you know, thinking back to his time as a reindeer, where his herd used stays like oh, I think I've seen this somewhere, probably, right? Because we see when he goes to look for his mushroom, he goes back, presumably his old herd, gets in a little fight there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, But he gets the mushroom, and he finally brings it back to here He like, said, look, I found it. This will cure your disease, right? Here look, you know, he can't even, like, deny. He breaks down crying. He's like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's
0: a great welcoming back. He's on his knees, hugging him. you can, Of course you can be a doctor. Of course I'll help you out.
1: Yeah, so they make it, he makes it into a soup, and Here luck eats it. Before, he goes, so they, at this point, there's a little through line that the 20 doctors, the only doctors in the kingdom that are monopolized by Wapple, they're all sick, apparently. Apparently. So no doctors, people in the villages are starting to get sick and worried. Some of them are injured National crap. What are we going to do? Yeah, huge national emergency. So after eating the soup, uh, Heraluk is going to go. And try and cure them. That's his thing. He must try and cure everyone. He doesn't take money, though. He steals it from other people at other times. But he just cures people that are sick. He wants... He's a... I guess he's a good person on some level. He tries we'll get, his best, We'll get more right? to
0: that in a bit. I'll make a few different. Yeah, it. yeah. We'll break it down.
1: <laughs> so he goes to the castle. It was obviously a trap. There are no sick doctors. They were trying to lure him there, which they succeeded. And he he knew that was a possibility, but he still went. Just He had to make sure... And he was going to die anyways, because the mushroom that Chopper brought him was poisonous. Thus it had Mm -hmm. the skull and crossbones underneath it. Mm -hmm. And he drops right before his death. One of the greatest lines for me so far in the series. Mm -hmm. Which, uh, not word for word, but it said like, well, you know, when does a man die? When he's shot in the heart? Is it when he's stricken with a deadly disease? Or when he eats a soup made from a poisonous mushroom? He goes, nuh-uh. Mm. Man doesn't die until he's forgotten. I'm gonna die, but my dream will not.
0: Mm-hmm. Great, ideology. great
1: line. And then he gets shot and he's
0: he's out. Chopper Act- tries incorrect. to come and actually, save him. A little correction what? here. He is not shot. In oh that was a bombs. He, yeah, so I think it's actually yeah. important in this case. Usually I wouldn't care about like an itty gritty. In this case, it's actually important because he intentionally drinks one of his quote unquote cure alls, that one of his earlier forms, and it detonates himself like a bomb. Because this way, he would have been killed by his own experiment, not by Chopper's poison. He didn't want that guilt on Chopper's mind.
1: Right, yeah, that's very true. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so then that's basically the end of it. Chopper runs into Kareha, and at this point at uh, his house, or Kirillik's house, Mm -hmm. she tells him that the mushroom was poisonous and that he's going to die. Chopper starts crying, blah, blah. But he still tries to go save him, and he does get there right after Kirillik's death. And Dalton saves him. Dalton breaks him down, because right before Heroic died, he told him, like, hey, my son is going to come here. Please don't kill him, too. And Dalton's Dalton was kind of touched. Words. Yeah, he was touched by his final words. His little mm-hmm. speech. So he, like, goes ox for him. He pins Chopper, and he says, you know, your dad wouldn't want this free. You gotta go. He's He's gone, but you don't have to die. Run, run. I'll he, buy you Chopper time. does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Chopper gets away with Dalton's help, which was, And that's basically the end of it. He goes to live with Kareha, then, who agrees to teach him real medical science at uh, herelux's final request
0: mm-hmm. uh, I will be the doctor to cure everything like here yeah and
1: then he decides that his dream is going to be to find a way to cure any disease even incurable quote unquote yeah. diseases
0: I don't think we I don't think uh, we brought upon this enough for this fl- to get this flashback herelux's whole motivation was to try to buy enough time to perfect his cure all medication in which he does grant a little bit of bag of powder. Yeah, to Kiriha uh, when he thought he perfected it. So Kiriha has this, uh, the quote unquote perfected cure all with that. He perfected the day of he drank the medicine the day of he died. Right. So. Th- the whole point why this is to me so heavy, because other than the, the world building is this strange like Diff, this radical difference of ideologies between the two doctors that are both it's, and obviously the chopper's origins right his horrible yeah. or his trauma of ptsd of being socially inept and not awkward because like yeah no one's accepted them except for this one guy who is quite possibly a maniac quite possibly a madman yeah so so we mentioned earlier already because, thanks to you Kiriha is a representation of objectively, you are, in fact, the best doctor you could be, you get the job done, if you have to be blunt, you have no attachments, no remorse, you're going to die in three days, tough luck, right? Yeah, but you're lacking that heart, you're lacking that kindness to really help because there's also a mental part of it, right, where it could be placebo, right? But either way, it's part of the procedure where you want to make sure they have some mental fortitude. To help go along she lacks that kiriha does yeah here look dr here look he is overly passionate completely ideologically radicalized in believing i experienced this one moment it cured my soul it was a miracle it was magic and i want to replicate this by any means necessary even if it means using the villagers as my test subjects as i try and perfect my cure all which is Hor- morally bankrupt by the way <laughs> totally and he it, and it's admitted that he was the pirate the gra- the great robber that he was telling that story to chopper that he was the the robber that had the heart condition that he was told he's gonna die but he witnessed the great mountains of cherry blossoms everywhere the sakura trees and the doctors all said you're cured we don't know what happened but you're cured world building wise real quick i don't know if this is on raftel that magical island but if, that kind of like reinforces that whole mystery of like the end of the Grand Line being like mystical powers almost. If this is true, yeah. word for word, right? Here, look—you uh, can't trust Here, look, word for word, because again, he's a bit of a madman. But Clearly. if it is true that the, the cherry blossom tree has cured him by just observing, right, and curing his soul, quote unquote, and if that's on Raftel, I don't think it is. But if it's close to Raftel, then it's like, yeah, the end of the Grand Line definitely has some treasures, right? to be um people aware of wonderful world building but again i bring up this difference of ideologies because chopper was with this guy for a full year this was his only role model his only teacher his only friend and took from word for word like this jolly roger flag that i made with the cherry blossoms that coincidentally look like your hooves this is the shape this is the symbol of faith this is a rejection of the status quo a rejection of the norm a rejection to disease, right? The, yeah. I will be the doctor to cure all, even though what he's attempting to do is more of like alchemy slash science rather than like, you know, like medical science and actually treating yeah. people uh, and, and um the anal- the anth- what's well, the word? <laughs> My two twister here, uh, the human anatomy. Um, So the whole fascination I have with this is Chopper was raised by a very scummy person but he was very passionate and luckily chopper was taught through the passion of this character, not by his horrible deeds, right? Because right. chopper was naive and innocent enough to perceive it as he's trying to help people, right? He doesn't understand he's doing flawed problems, right? But that's when Kira comes along, comes along after here. who says, I want as his last will and testament, I please want you to teach this this reindeer, I want you to teach him medicine. I want you to teach him to be a good <laughs> doctor. It's such a
1: funny please. thing to hear. Like, I need you to teach this reindeer medicine. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, like well, actually yeah. teach him medicine. Me like, It's piece.
0: almost like you like, is aware he's not nearly as good as Kiriha. But he's also aware that he knows nothing. So he's like, please, I want you to teach this reindeer medicine. And I know it sounds a little ridiculous, right? Because it's one piece. Yeah. But I want you to teach this. I don't want to say a monster, okay? That actually makes me sad because we skipped over it when Luffy and Sanji call him a monster as he's walking away he has that one panel where he's sniffling and walking away and i'm just like you motherfuckers you made him cry right before they, they miss say, the
1: good part though yeah when he's out of earshot they go like yeah. wow that guy is so cool like i'm gonna yeah, buy- i'm like, crew
0: yeah <laughs> this guy is so badass let's recruit this dude but again this great dynamics of ideologies but ultimately when Chopper goes i wish to be the doctor to cure everything you actually have hope because he's not going to be taught by here. as a passion of a madman. This psycho was of using, again, I keep saying psycho because again, using the villagers unwillingly as test subjects while robbing people to get your funds. Not yeah. exactly a right thing to do, but he was a pirate himself at one point. He was a robber. So yeah. his
1: like him. his introduction where we see him just running around the village, like
0: yeah. healing at
1: people. He looks like, A monster kind of it is Mm. not a flattering introduction at all but he kind of comes around by the end obviously i I would
0: not i would not be surprised if people did not like this character i would not be surprised but and again because yeah morally he is horribly bankrupt and horrendous but uh, to me i like flawed characters like this where you can see their motivations and even if you horribly disagree with them I, i mean extremely disagree with them it's still like I could see where this is going, because ultimately Chopper is taking the passions from this guy, because you see where his heart's at, right? Where he's telling Kiraha, no, the symbol in the book means it's it's rejecting the impossibilities. This mushroom. See, that's why I used it. I double checked it like he's trying his hardest and Kiraha kind of sees that, too. Obviously, she's angry by it because like you still made the wrong decision. You killed him, you idiot. But she does his last and testament. And so now what we're going to see, because. I think we can kind of say at this point, Chopper may or may not be that next straw hat. I don't oh, know. come on. Yeah, so i so like, Yeah, don't be silly. What are you talking about? With, I don't, and if there's an arc when they come to the
1: island specifically looking for a doctor, and it just so happens that a doctor has this touching, emotional flashback, that doctor is drawing the crew.
0: That can also fight? Come on. Mm. But <laughs> yeah. either way.
1: And it just so happens to have a devil fruit? Mm.
0: hmm but when we, but the part that I love the most is this is literally a good example of like Oda recognizing as a writer, okay, this guy definitely has passions, but they're horribly flawed. Kyria has the skills, but they're horribly flawed. Chopper is raised as if he was horribly flawed and believes he's horribly flawed. But ideologically, yeah. he can represent the best of both traits and worlds. Yeah, and have he this gets new... real,
1: like, knowledge and passion. So he becomes, like, ideally, quote-unquote, the perfect doctor, Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. So when that declaration, that epiphany hit me of, like, oh, these are literally the two best and worst doctors in their fields. Like, arguably, Hero Luck is definitely the worst by far. But Yeah. Def- it's not arguable. But the, <laughs> but the ideologies, right? The passions. You combine them together, and we get what I hope is Chopper by the end of this series, whenever it ends, as he is, in fact, the Doctor Akiri thing. Because he has the passion of Hiri look, but the skill of Kiriha. And I really hope that goes through. And I'm, this was like definitely the most complex backstory and, you know, narrative that we've gotten so far. And I'm really happy it got my brain churning. It got my brain going, going, this is really heart touching. And it's really good too. And it's, they introduce, and they do it via characters that are horribly flawed. And I really appreciate that. It's hard to tell a good story like this when the characters are flawed and still like, Still kind of root for them in some way.
1: Yeah. And it was just nice seeing, like, a, a straw hat that had kind of parents, you know? And how their parents, like, we kind of see it a little bit with Nami, how she got her, like, sexiness style from Bellamere. Mm. But here yeah. we got to see basically Chopper's, like, kind of whole persona and or, like, his personality as a half and half of Kareha and here, look. And it mm-hmm. just works. It work, It worked really well. It came across really well.
0: Yeah, and I just realized it too. He was raised for one year by both, like when she was one hundred and thirty. Actually, wait. Well, he was, was with
1: the... Korea a lot longer. A
0: lot longer. Because sorry, remember, sorry. Vivi yeah,
1: was like ten, so he was with Korea for about seven. Yeah, years,
0: she was. He's across between the two. Yeah, of them. she was yeah, one hundred and thirty-three when she first talked to here Luck in that flashback, and she's one hundred thirty-nine. So it's I think five years with here Luck. I'm sorry, five years with Kiriha and one year with uh here with. Am I getting my names mixed up? Five no, years no, you with got Kiriha. it With
1: Kareha and yeah, one
0: one year away. With... No, no, no,
1: you didn't get it backwards.
0: Wait, no. okay,
1: you're saying it in the wrong order, <laughs> but you're right. Let's just move along. Because <laughs> first with your luck, then with Kareha. Kareha so he's more, five to six okay, so, years, but yeah. he's
0: gotten five years of practice, right? So he's uh, he's at nurses training at this point. He's got some good training at this point, point. Um, and that reinforces that. Uh, we then cue back to Wapple well, finishing, and this is how I ended up here. Now with Nami uh sorry, with Luffy finishing lit, lit. with this yeah <laughs> and I'm gonna say it here, I still like Olong Park better. This is the best punch so far in the series. This Ooh, whole it is it is up there. Yeah. Sorry, let me let me paraphrase that. The best like motif of Luffy doing that, you know, that punch to start the fight. This is the best version of that in my opinion. Gun definitely
1: Gun number one hit of the arc for me hands down like that was the most satisfying punch
0: i would say number two we'll get to that eventually though oh or maybe number three who knows but this was like a flat literally like three chapters of flashbacks in between gum gum bull cut into the meme and then we get back to yeah. the present and wapple just gets decked super hard <laughs> yeah it was great uh luffy please never stop punching bad guys like that please don't it's very satisfying it doesn't end so, the fight, but it's satisfying.
1: <laughs> yeah, so then action scenes, right? Sanji action is kind scenes. of out of it. He can't really fight. Nami's still sick inside. She's not fighting.
0: Yeah, well, we get we get to see a bit more of uh, Waffle's powers. He turns it to literally a factory. He turns his henchmen into one character and makes him a super powerful guy. But even then, he's not super powerful. He's just I'm stronger. not
1: sure now. When I read it this time, I'm not sure if he actually did anything or if it was just like a joke. Because it did well, really look like it was just a piggyback, Ryan. <laughs> like the I, guy well, they, like they, they went into his mouth, joke. he jumped yeah. on his shoulders, and then they joke about being combined. Yeah, funny. but they
0: do talk at the same time in that weird font in the pages. So I think they actually were combined, but the joke yeah, isn't seem like that's it helped the best much. evidence. Yeah. There is there are some great individual moments I'll point out here because obviously the fight is basically Luffy and Sanji. Sanji, even though he's crippled, he does assist here. Uh Sanji and Chopper. Versus Wasop and his crew Like his main top two dogs um, There's some great moments here There's a terrific tag team combo Where Sanji sends Luffy flying straight ahead To get a clear hit against Wasop Where he flings him with his kick
1: Wait okay now, now I'm sure You said Wasop it's Wapole. Wapole. <laughs> it? Wapol oh Uso. sorry I'm wasop looking wasop at in my notes
0: here sorry, Yeah the first
1: time you said it I was like Did he say Wasop? I didn't say anything but said again. I like, okay you
0: definitely did <laughs> Well, that's Waple, what Luffy said yeah. to uh, Wapple when he was flung Basically, by Sanji. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I meant. Thanks. That was a cool combo um, attack. Yeah. Oh, Usopp, Zoro, and Vivi try and take carry Dalton to the team. They don't get there in time. Eventually, but they do some. They have some good moments where Usopp tries. He's inspired because again, Usopp's doing his best. But he's not the strongest. Zoro does it for him. But then Usopp gets like that moment where it's like, "I was about to get serious. Come on." And Zoro goes, "Yeah, I know." But he still does it.
1: <laughs> I, I love Zoro's like the big brother to everyone on the crew. Yeah, team. exactly. Like, you know, he's like, I know you were. I know you were. I you, know you, you were. Had I, it, I'll take care of it though. You're good. You're yeah.
0: good. <laughs> um, there's a part where Luffy takes a cannon shot directly rather than deflecting it because his whole defense of Chopper's ideology and his past where he defends the flag of the uh, Jolly Roger and the Cherry Blossoms going, you cannot break this symbol. It's unbreakable no matter what you do also indirectly yeah. damaging nami's jacket that he's wearing at this point that's important later yeah. and <laughs> i mean it's not also really see, important but yeah, yeah. Funny. we also see chopper having his own version of like the medicine balls or like the vitamins that choji has in naruto where they're called yeah. Balls. so and take a quick
1: pause right we learn that zone devil fruits have three transformations they're uh-huh. the form they have naturally which for chopper is a full reindeer A full form of the devil fruit, which for him is a full human, like it looks like a big, hairy human. And then the in-between form, which is a form he's normally in. But with this medicine, he has somehow managed to alter like his anatomy or the devil fruit somehow to give him four
0: extra forms. So I do like this where it's not like the Frieza transformation uh, or like, you know, Super Saiyan issue where like the more you transform, the stronger you are. In this case, it just means no, your skill allocation is just different. Your body anatomy changes. So in this form, you're faster, yeah, like, but you might be like, you can, you can switch your stats as needed yeah. into three different like forms, Completely which is, fine with that. Completely fine with that. I got a little worried when I heard transformation, but when I see it working, I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. it allows him to like, to respec on the fly. I'm fine with that. That's a really cool skill, but it doesn't make you stronger. It just makes you more flexible.
1: That's yeah, so he's, he's got like a like a tank bruiser, then kind of like yeah. his middle form support, and then his speed like reindeer form, right? Like,
0: yeah. Do I want to be the Hulk right now, or do I want to be Doctor Strange right now? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which he does in this fight. He's fighting against the henchman. He transforms real quick to his smarter mode. And he does like like like, like really cheese, like sniper scope like enhance and and now like analyze weakness. It's his chin like right got it. He's a reindeer. It's not as obvious to him. Yeah, just go for the chin, dude. Uh, with another amazing punch in this is not by Luffy. I love the cloven rose. It is just a clean uppercut from below. He transforms yeah. to be real tiny. Get underneath the guy. Where'd he go? He looks down. We get like almost like a Neji Naruto moment as we're continuing with our Naruto comparisons. I'll keep it light, where like he looks down. And then we just get this beautifully drawn panel, which is why I brought that up of like you could see the action and where he ends with that clean uppercut with Cloven Rose, the guy being knocked out, KO'd. He's done. The Mortal Kombat uppercut. He's yeah. done. He's out. Yeah, very clean action and.
1: It was just a really cool kind of badass moment for Chopper. He said, "Like this rumble ball lasts for three minutes, so at the end of that, you're gonna be down." And then yeah. you know and he finishes the, the fight with minutes? a clean hit. <laughs> he goes, three minutes." Yep, told <laughs> three about. minutes. Yeah, I, lo- I like the that. It was cool.
0: Get getting his badass moment there. Well, meanwhile, while his henchmen are fighting and Walpole, like I think, fleeing the scene after Luffy gets a good hit on him, he flees to go inside the castle, and he's like just distracted a bit because nami's going out at the same time too she's curious because at first luffy's like telling her like oh we're just we're just having a, we're just having a discussion don't worry about it i'm just taking this jacket okay bye and then she just goes yeah, <laughs> yeah. take that jacket but then she actually comes out and goes oh, i wonder what's going on Wapole shows up and goes oh straw hat i see and then real quick naturally she goes oh no no no, i'm innocent really yeah i'm just, I'm just here to look okay then and then no talk no talk next panel he's looking Next panel, he's climbing up. <laughs> Next panel, it's a chase <laughs> <Yeah>. scene. Liar. <laughs> yeah, it's just—I just love it when there's just those panels where there's no dialogue. It hits so hard, especially in One Piece. Definitely, his like,
1: his comedy is really great. It's like it top on tier. Point. For it's Gun in the
0: Comics. middle of intense action, and we're getting this comedy moment because, right? Because yeah, of course, like Nami is not. She's not fully recovered. Like, I'm not going to be the person, because I, you know, complained in Arlong Park. I wish Nami did more in the end, in fighting-wise. In this case, no. She's still healing. She's still recovering. She has no weapons with her. She just has, the like, the over jacket. And Wapol pins her after chasing her. Luffy saves her at the right moment. <laughs> Wapol gets this super villain monologue moment where he goes, I have here the armory that I will unlock with my key. Oh, by the way, he slimmed down, by the way. He ate himself earlier to get down Right. The stairs. <laughs> it's not important, but I just thought it was hilarious that he could do that.
1: You know, yeah, kind of, I've forgotten until this reread that, like, he literally got his head chopped off. He's like a pseudo-immortal, which is crazy. Yeah, which That's is an why, insane devil fruit. It
0: make you. Th- it would make you think he's a higher tier in terms of power, but his own, like, arrogance and dumbassery is the reason yeah. why this guy is not as strong of a villain. But he's obviously attacking, like, innocence. He's attacking symbols of faith. I was going to say symbol of peace. Uh, symbol of faith. But that's his main strength. But obviously it's not enough. Not nearly enough. Anyway, he realizes his key to the armory is gone. And then he flees the scene again. I'll get you next time, Gadget. And then oh, Nami just spins this key. Going, oh, okay. So when he pinned me, I thought this was like a, a treasury key. Disappointing. I'm just like. Eh,
1: not uh, interested. Yeah. I,
0: I love you, Nami. I love you so much. She just pickpocketed him while she's being pinned. And. Uh, without missing a beat she turns to luffy going is that my 23 berry 23 berry jacket you just ruined like with these <laughs> dead eye serious eyes luffy's on defensive right away and i'm getting flashbacks to um shoot the the arc before little garden reverse What's Mountain. <laughs> no after reverse mountain
1: oh whiskey peak duh. whiskey peak
0: that. i'm getting flashbacks to whiskey peak now where she's Accusing a straw hat. Oh, what are you doing? And then the guy is on the defensive, going, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. And then she goes, and then right away, it's okay. I planned for you to ruin that. But you now owe me three times plus interest. You now owe me a hundred thousand berries. And I'm like, oh my god, Nami is the bank of the straw hats. Zoro is in her pocket. Luffy's in her pocket. Nami is actually the captain of the crew. The captain is in (laughs) debt to Nami. Okay. Just point it out here. <laughs> and this is what I mean by Nami is still shining, even though she's not actually fighting. She's sick and healing. She's still doing these amazing traits to her own crew and the villain. And it's wonderful moments. Yeah.
1: And that is basically the arc, most of it. We get like a couple more little uh, moments with like Kureha saying, oh, you can't leave until you're completely cured, blah, blah, blah. Luffy formally invites Chopper to join a little bit after that. And he's like, "No, can't do it. I won't do it." But Luffy's still chasing him around, like, "Come on, join me!" Yeah, right. And then you know, Kureha does her little, her kind of. Sly like oh you know You better not leave but I'm gonna be down In the armory getting something ready And your friend Justin, with the broken my back dear is friend cured Justin, you're
0: missing another wonderful Nami Moment here
1: why are you oh glossing over the Best what girl's are you talking moments about?
0: <laughs> here <laughs> They're so, not that important <laughs> But if you want to talk about it go ahead I think it's very important Justin I will not let you derail this <laughs> so, Yeah you skipped after... my boy
1: Carew's Moment which I refuse to not bring up At some point but you gotta talk about <laughs> everything Nami does yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so Wapple gets defeated with the what I thought was probably the, what you're referring to as the best punch in the arc where he does the gum, gum 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 bazooka, where he flings his arms way back and flings him out. I thought that was like the best punch because he was forced to look at the symbol before he was flung over. Nami gets another moment where the Dalton and all the basically all the people, the good guys are back together. Kiriha overhears from Dalton or Dalton tells her going, hey, what happened to that key to the armory? That's actually very important for the village, right? To the defense." And she goes, that actually is a problem. It might be one of the sentinels." Nami, after she was told, you can't leave because you owe me half of your possessions, right? Kiriha doing her usual thing. Kiriha going, you owe me half your stuff and you can't leave for three days. And then Nami goes, oh, you mean this key? I'll bargain with you. Send us home now and this is the payment.
1: No, no, no. That was for the payment, but said, okay, fine. No money, but you still can't leave. No,
0: Nami meant both because Nami was like, dude, what the hell after Kiraha says the next line? But what I love the most was Kiraha, she leans in and just goes, you've got a lot of guts bargaining with me, clever girl. And then Nami is just proud of herself, and I was just like... (sighs) <sighs> what a great you're, moment dude you're you're this, basically sanji for love
1: you know that right no <laughs> i am not
0: i am praising her for her skills man her uh-huh, negotiation yeah, okay no because okay on a serious note here oh by the way you're not wrong but two, her whenever she uses like her bartering her charisma i fucking love it because we just established early on whatever this doctor wants she gets right Nami right. straight up negotiated so that they wouldn't lose half their things and traded an item that she stole from the bad guy. She was that good. She out bargained the doctor who takes half your things. Right? Yeah, I that's think we why said I'm just before, like,
1: like, like Nami is always the low key MVP or most of the time she's always getting. Stuff hey,
0: you done. said it, not me. You're simple. Outside we, outside we of combat, she right?
1: she gets it done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Okay, and that's so my she gets point. Mad, that's my then...
0: point. Okay, I'm not yeah, just I simple. <laughs> i
1: have So reasons. they they sneak out. <laughs> nami gets Sanji, and they quote sneak unquote out. yeah
0: quote unquote yeah, sneak quote out. unquote sneak
1: <laughs> out. And outside the front, with all the Straw Hats finally together again, and Vivi and Chopper's there. He's like, "Oh, I can't join you. I'm a reindeer, and you're yeah. humans. We can't he, mess. Blah blah. Luffy's like, "Shut the hell up! Just come with us." <laughs> like, yeah. And then Zoro. I like, honestly yeah, teared Zara up kind of a little bit point. this time. Just. Seeing all the the sad,
0: <laughs> and then and then finally, yeah, because the whole time it's this emotional roller coaster for Chopper, and I know we're kind of glossing over it, but I feel like if we keep repeating it, we're like broken records here. But yeah, Tra- Chopper is traumatized. He has this like self defense mechanism where he will always resort to, "But I'm a reindeer and and a half human, you know, monster. I don't belong anywhere because of his childhood, because of how he was grown." Yeah, and then he comes in with reindeer tampered in with humans. Yeah, and then Luffy and the Straw Hats, because they hear that again, and Nami heard it too for the first time, which he was the first to invite him. And then Luffy, being Luffy, his stubbornness working out and actually in a very good emotional way for Chopper, just goes, Just shut the hell up and come with us, man. We want you. We don't yeah, care what I, you want. That was look such like.
1: a beautiful panel. Like, Luffy just throws his hands in the air, like, just Shut yeah. up and come up with us. Like, all the Straw Hats are there. You know, Zoro's got a little grin on. Like, come on, man. We don't give a shit about that.
0: Like, yeah, they're all, it's all just a great moment all grinning choppers of course emotional crying going of course I will finally um we get a beautiful moment on the takeoff where they use the armory to load up the cannons with because Kiriha with the five years she had the, the cure all that here look developed she, I guess, she developed enough to make enough gunpowder, right? Enough copies. Yeah, I assume he it. gave
1: her like the recipe, quote unquote. Yeah, she had
0: the well. I well, I figured she he gave her the bag, and because she's Kiriha, I can literally yeah, know. Yeah, she just could have also
1: like reverse engineered it. Yeah, or just or touched she, it and no what was in yeah. there. you know, she, <laughs> like she, she
0: did call it fairy dust right away when she uh, looked at it in that flashback. So I'm telling, like, oh, she totally knows what this kind of like what the properties of this thing are. Like, she's she's that skilled. Um. They replicate the fairy powder over time, but, but as they're taking off, they're leaving the castle with chopper. They uh, chopper and the team. They get this wonderful farewell. They get Hero Lux. Not quite right. It's not the f- literal wish that Hero like wanted because again, but we're talking about ideologies where he wanted it to rain, cherry symbol. blossoms and people to be cured because the, the country is sick, right? The world is sick. Uh, Kiriha tells us the militia load up the cannons fire up in the sky it hits the clouds the snow turns pink we got pink cherry blossom look-alike snowflakes and everyone is full of emotions running high here looks dreams seemingly come true the final words of that second to last chapter kiriha finally telling him chopper go on you foolish boy your dreams have been realized and i'm just like that's a really great moment That got i got me a little bit not teary-eyed but it got it made me feel warm fuzzies it got me pretty good yeah
1: Yeah, my tear-up was for Chopper, you know, like, the finally getting accepted scene was just, it was great for me.
0: Yeah, Oda's very good at making you feel incredible remorse to this wacky-looking reindeer character with weird pants and, like, a Band-Aid on his hat kind of character. He's good at that. Okay, enough of that. I know you want to get to this point. This is the chapter you want to get to. I want to get to this too, right? This is what right. we're getting to, right? The final yes, chapter. This is
1: what we're getting to the final, chapter. The final chapter.
0: All <laughs> the, all the drops, man, the drops are crazy.
1: So we go, uh-huh. we get a quick cut back to Dalton. He's like, oh shit, I totally forgot all this super relevant stuff. That's very important. And I should have told him how did this. Awfully convenient. <laughs> yeah, whatever, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, the craziest thing that's ever happened. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. You know? So one week ago, he says, a traveler came to the island on a strange day where it didn't snow, which is unusual because we've seen it's been snowing the entire time. You're if, right; it, it didn't snow. snow he said that. Yeah, he said it because he said he remembered the day because it was a day where it didn't snow. When God, I get town.
0: that. Oh, this I, guy oh, was. It.
1: This guy was for some reason pursuing Blackbeard, and they're like, "Oh, he was here a couple months ago. He's gone." He said, "Okay, what about a pirate with a straw hat?" Has he come through? And they were like, "Nope, never heard of him." But he said, "If the, the, that pirate wearing that straw hat does show up." Tell him I'm going to be waiting for him in Alabasta and I'm going to wait for 10 days.
0: Oh, by the way, and my name is his Ace. His name
1: is Ace, <laughs>
0: yes. Uh That was the name drop. So, uh at first, when he was talking, I thought it was Shanks because he was covering his face most of the time. It was kind of far. But he didn't have the scar when he got pretty close. It looks like he has some light freckles on his face. So, he could yeah, be, it does. He could it be does related to Shanks, though, maybe. I don't know. But I'm just thinking Did Shanks have no freckles, did he? I I saw some freckles. And the last time that... No on, no, no, on Ace, on Ace. Oh, okay, I thought you
1: were saying that you thought he was related because they both sorry, have freckles. Sorry, sorry, like my
0: brain. Because I know Shanks is a redhead, so I'm thinking ginger, and I know uh, a common uh, facial characteristic is to have freckles. Oh, okay, appear.
1: okay, yeah, yeah,
0: that's why. Like again, it's it's a stretch. I could be completely wrong because it's anime, right? Right, right, right. I get manga. You. Um, we get that name drop. Um, oh, in that flashback within the flashback, real quick, because we got another name drop here of Dragon, where during that Kings meet. Alabasta king is warning all the other kings including Wapple, who doesn't give a shit going beware of this guy named dragon he's stirring up revolutionaries so now i'm thinking you remember dragon, might be involved dragon in next right? arc. yeah yeah so now i'm thinking dragon might be involved in the next arc but last time because you've mentioned that which reminded me of dragon about the weather not changing last time weather changed drastically was because of dragon so now i'm curious is this fucker so strong he can control weather like now i'm weirded out by that because you brought that up by the way and maybe dragons with ace i don't know but either way brainstorm is going nuts here again but i'm gonna keep my conspiracy charlies real low
1: but the craziest thing for haven't you mentioned it yet i'll let you
0: have it yeah i was gonna say for now i'll keep it to a low because i don't know that much about Acer dragon still except maybe possible power possibilities and then kiriha just with her 139 year old wisdom just does the biggest correction in the name the simplest change to make me to give me my vinda fucking Kation with my crazy theories with verse mountain well at least one of my theories anyway is have you ever heard of goal d roger that d period well justin tell me what other characters do we know that has that middle name d in their name oh uh, well
1: i i believe there's uh, only been one character so far and his mm-hmm. name is monkey d luffy
0: you're goddamn fucking right And then she drops the whole thing of the will of D lives on. And this was, she brings that up after they talk about. Yeah. So they talk about, so the the Dalton and. Oh, real quick. Dalton's smarter than he looks. He knew that Vivi was a princess all along. I kind of like that trope where the soldier meathead is actually smarter than he looks. It reminded me of Cal Rieger from Mass Effect. Anyway, that's nothing compared to what we just got through here. Because. Holy shit. That was
1: Gold D. Roger.
0: (laughs) Gold D. Roger. Roger, this is Gold insane. Roger, wonderful cover for the will of D or whatever the hell this thing is. I'm guessing it's a clan or a dynasty setup of pirates. Either way, my theory that Luffy is related to Gold Roger from those face to face panels that Oda teased with us. 99.9% certain, not 100%, just in case. 99.9% you know what? Fuck it. 100%. I am certain Luffy is is the son or grandson of Gold D Roger oh. and is a member of the will of D whatever that is and because and this is the next part because the whole freckle shanks thing was because just all the panels because she brought this up after Ace was brought up after Luffy was brought up I think Ace might be related like a cousin. Or a brother, even I don't know, oh, because That's she tanker. brought up after Ace came by with the warning about Luffy, and I don't think she would have mentioned the will of D and Gold D Roger after just mentioning, "Oh, we have this wanted poster of Luffy." Oh, this was the message from the stranger, and then bring it up, right? Right. So that she tells saw me, she
1: saw his full name, and then she's like, "Oh, you ever heard of this other D
0: Roger?" But it wasn't even that. She brought it up after the. The stranger t- brought up the story of Ace the, and the message, right? And then they go, "Oh, they're probably going to Alabasta." How do you know? I have a, I have a hunch, right? She's a witch. Don't question it. 140 years old. She's totally old enough to know the legends of the Will of D. If this is a long-term dynasty, I don't know exactly if I still am confirmed. I'm not as confident that Ace is a brother or a cousin, but because of the pattern, it happened. I'm like, I am like 80% sure, like really confident, but not like 100%, like 100% Luffy is fully related to Goldie Roger, King of Pirates. Ace, I'm like 80% sure that Ace yeah. is also a relative of Luffy. Okay. Or at the very least, another descendant, right? I don't know exactly if this is a clan or a, like right. a bloodline dynasty. So it could be the same clansman that actually might be more closer, like another clan member. That might be closer, right? Like we're 100% some affiliation, right, with the will of D, whatever the hell this is. But I'm saying I'm thinking of it like in form of a clan, 100% bloodline family. I'm still thinking like 80% likely Ace and Luffy are related in some way. That's my prediction. Also, we get a great tease about Crocodile and Miss All Sunday being ready for them at Alabasta, because after all, the Seven Warlords. We kill pirates. We are the heroes to the masses, kind of thing. Hinting that, yeah, this dude's influential and strong. Absolutely.
1: And let me let me say why I have to mention it is that you've been sleeping on my, our boy Karu. When they I... get back to the ship, Karu is frozen in mm-hmm. the river. Why did this happen? <laughs> because Zoro jumped in and was under there so long. Karu thought he was drowning and he jumped in to save him. What uh, what a man of a duck Karu is.
0: He is uh, well
1: on his way to best boy. No, <laughs> no, he he passed Chocho Cho for me here. Karu is the best animal bro in the series.
0: I think because it's so glossed over, like I didn't even realize that until you pointed it out. Because it's such a small panel, it was it didn't want you to focus on it, so I didn't focus. I didn't really realize it. I thought it was an afterthought. Like Karu was just you know off in the water. Best
1: boy. But you best bring it up, boy. and I'm
0: going, yeah, Karu is definitely the type of uh companion to, he doesn't get the job done, but he definitely tries his best. Almost like luck right? But not as insane. Mm-hmm. And either way, like, you know, he was trying to disrupt Zoro's uh, We shoot. also, I mean, we
1: kind on. of forgot to mention in Little Garden too, Karu also rallied with Usopp and Luffy. He got his yeah. ass beat too, and he still rallied. He, he, brought, he brought that up last time. You did we mention that Karu like had you the? Did. I mean, the fact that he was rallying as well, like, he came yeah. all beaten up alongside Usopp and Luffy <laughs> to fight some more. He's our um, boy,
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, one last thing, uh, we already dropped all the big parts, but I just want to mention it. Um, Usopp had a pretty bad first impression with Chopper, like everyone else, where he called him a monster right away, but he made up for it right away when they're back on the boat. And Usopp's the one going, Here's a toast to the newest straw hat. Who can communicate with animals? By the way, because he's a reindeer, that's the reason for it. Shut up. And and Nami points it out too. You have two skills. You're not. You're a doctor, and you can communicate with animals, which I'm guessing is going to be critical in the future. Because especially because like you keep mentioning, I feel like you might be a bit biased here with saying Karu being best boy. I think you know something I don't about Karu. Maybe next are you kidding
1: know. me? He <laughs> hasn't proven himself. Literally, just the stuff he's done up to this point is best boy material. No, okay.
0: Karu has definitely done some good stuff, but you saying he surpassed Chocho? Are you nuts?
1: Yeah, okay, like Chocho fought a lion. Yeah, cool. (laughs) He
0: fought against a lion!
1: Karu fought a man with bomb hands and bomb kicks and still refused to give up Vivi and lure her into a trap. Jumped into a frozen lake to save our boy Zoro. Come on. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I think on. it's because Cho was given his own flashback arc and everything that there was much more emphasis on it. Whereas Karu, you have to pay attention more and you're good at that, right? You saw those smaller panels better than I did. But I think because of that, I think that's why it's like, they don't want you to know that or Oda and his team. They don't want you to pick up on Karu being best, uh, best companion, best pet just yet. I'm thinking he's got more to play in the future, especially because now we have a crew member that can understand animal. And maybe Karu might pull like a like a like a last second save, like a message or he tries to do like the like a messenger kind of thing. And then Chopper goes, oh, what's what's wrong, Lassie? Little Will stuck <laughs> under the well. Right. We got to save him.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I just think Carew's done so much in like the he's only been in like he's not even in every like panel, every chapter. But the few times he's had his moments, they've been good moments, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I think I, I honestly I think it's just because I've honestly just been overlooking it and that's my fault. I've been too distracted by connecting Wop uh, Wallop or Wap Wapal to Waffle, Ferdinand yeah. the seventh to actually pay attention to unfortunately Karu and that is my fault. I do apologize. But I mean it's
1: fine if you don't notice it, but I, I love Karu. At this point like when I was reading it the first time, I was like, Man, this duck is such a G Yeah, you're
0: selling me on it. You're selling me on it. Um i also love that this last chapter is so loaded that we don't give a hell we don't give a fuck that mr two of brock works missed the crew like this clown looking dude like i i don't care like he missed it good i i really i really right. don't like the agents or little garden that much from last arc and they skimmed over that like oh you missed the, you missed your mark oh well because i thought he was gonna intercept them on the island i think because i misheard it you corrected me i think from last episode but yeah mr two misses mark he might come back for the next arc Hopefully not, but he might return. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs>
1: Why hopefully not? <laughs> you knew, we saw him for like a page or a couple I pages. I don't know.
0: Mr. 3 really undersold Barack works. Mr. 5 was weird, and I'm just like, eh. I mean, Mr. 2
1: looked kind of weird also. But maybe. I'm very
0: excited for Crocodile. I'm very excited for Crocodile Alabaster. Oh, yes, it all about and we that. haven't
1: seen Mr. 1 yet, whoever that is.
0: Oh, yeah, like Blast from One Punch Man, where he'll never show up until the end of the series, that guy. <laughs> And then you see him. He's like, "Oh yeah, I guess he's cool." All right, sure. I guess that concludes Drum Island, correct? Yeah,
1: basically, like after the Mister Two, I think cutaways the the very end. So mm. straw hat ranking now including Chopper. Go, uh,
0: Nami number one.
1: Shocker yeah, makes sense. Are, is it
0: surprising you? No, no Okay, good. not at all. Um, number two, I'm gonna say Luffy. Number three. I'm gonna say it's a tie between Usopp and Zoro. Okay. Five so Chopper. We'll say, he's so still brand three new.
1: Three and four. Usopp, Zoro. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Five because we had two number three, so I'm skipping four. Uh, number five is Chopper. He's brand new, but I'm really digging his backstory.
1: <laughs> no redemption for Sanji.
0: <laughs> but no, okay. But here's the here's a clarification though. Sanji was dead last by far in my last list. Now he's dead last, but he's kind of brought himself back up to like okay, now you're contender to move up right okay, before that's fair. yeah so before he was dead last and he had no hope of being out of that last spot anytime soon
1: yeah he did have a really strong turnaround in this arc
0: yeah he had the tag team combo he was not insufferable with his simpin and like he was I also a- like
1: we didn't mention it i like that moment when he de- protected koreha too it was like hey she's still a lady you know like gotta defend like it's just not that's its a way you know a woman i'm yeah. gonna defend her
0: Yeah, where the chivalrous. The good side of
1: his chivalry, yeah.
0: Yeah, his chivalry attitude was like, okay, it's still like not exactly like the most like equality ways, but it's like you know what, it's still helping, it still works. Um, and yeah, so Sanji is now contender to get out of number six spot, but guess what? Now he has to compete with Chopper, Zoro, and Usopp on my list. I mean, come on, dude, that's major competition, man. All the straw hats are good. So So where would you,
1: just if you fit in uh, chopper's backstory into your established list?
0: Uh, number two, it is behind Nami's. Nami's is still number one by far. It's a good backstory. Yeah. But chopper's backstory is very well done. Oda is definitely improving as he's going on. I think he he slammed a super slam dunk with Nami's backstory. I don't imagine that being topped anytime soon. Also because of my personal biases, obviously, like, you know, not surprising anyone here, but, also because Chopper's backstory was also major world building with a name drop of dragon and the Alabaster King also with the difference of ideologies like this, this completely new approach with complex writing of beliefs and policies that you have to go by. So, yeah. and therefore getting the new person chopper, who is a, a mixture of both. So that was incredibly fascinating. And obviously, you know how touching and satisfactory was obviously, but yeah. The complex writing was really what got me.
1: So so overall, you'd say you like you're enjoying Chopper so far.
0: Yeah, Chopper has a really good start. Before, I always said, like, with Usopp, I said, I see potential with this character. But because he came in from Syrup Village, I gave him a pass, obviously, because it's like he was the best part of that flood arc. In this case, Chopper's coming in from, in my opinion, the second best arc in the series so far, right behind Arlong Park. And yeah. also, like, the probably... The overall best character introduction, I will say that. Yeah,
1: I, um, I might agree with you on the second best arc thing. Baratie yeah. is, is up there for me, but just yeah. well, just on the strength of Mihawk, but yeah, top three, definitely.
0: Yeah, if Mihawk were in that arc, that arc would be, That's eh, it's good. <laughs> but yeah, it's it'd be best. like, eh, it's okay. <laughs> but Mihawk, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but my point is that Mihawk was so much for the world-building aspect and the action part, obviously, of that arc chopper's backstory was world building as well not to mention the last chapter in this arc that was just all these name drops all this foreshadowing not to mention we mentioned it real quick but i'll bring it up again blackbeard being a major player in this universe yeah we got so, an
1: introduction to some shady new figures like a whole other crew of apparently really strong and we don't know their goals but some pirates run by blackbeard we get a reveal of ace whoever he is mm-hmm Gold D. Roger. God, yeah,
0: Gold D. Roger. That's Monkey like, D, I think Luffy. that's the
1: biggest info dump chapter. Just that one chapter, like with age. Yeah, and it was, and
0: it was just a conversation D. that Kira had with Dalton on the side of a mountain going, Have you ever heard of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Oh, sorry, of Gold D. <laughs> Roger yeah. and the Will of D. Have you ever heard of them? Uh, it's it's a legend that a security officer wouldn't know. You're not ready for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, right. I do have a question I want to ask you that I think is safe for listeners as well. If not, you can get this out.
1: Okay, if it's not, I'll just won't answer.
0: It's a, yes, it's a yes or no question. Is This is completely out of curiosity. It's not related to what we've been talking about. Because I noticed this when looking up like the One Piece arcs of what to, what to go through and what's next. And that list includes anime filler arcs. I was curious. Are there any arcs in the One Piece manga that we get that feel like this is a small filler arc? It comes after, like, something incredibly heavy, like Arlong Park, but the next five chapters are just, okay, they're they're at the beach for five chapters, enjoy the fan service. Is there any arcs like that going forward? No. Okay, good. That's actually a good answer, then. (laughs) Yeah, no. Because there are, like, like,
1: okay, so we'll say sometimes after, like, a really heavy Arlong Park, there will be, like, uh, just an arc that's not that heavy. But yeah. it's not like a beach trip or you know, like oh, an amusement park. You know. Yeah, exactly.
0: After all Town, we Alang Park, we had Log Town, right? Where it's five chapters. Yeah, exactly. It'll be, It'll be something chapters. like a little chiller, but mm-hmm. still, still related to the yeah. story. But what you're telling me is that we won't have a lame excuse to see Zoro in a speedo ever. Is what you're telling me? Mm. No, shame, no. shame. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, shame. fans. Shame. Stop the series now. Just stop what you're doing. <laughs> you're not gonna get it. Uh, but let's be honest here, people. Now that Chopper's here, that's the real competition, <laughs> right? He's, he's peak cuteness on the crew. For yeah, sure, yeah. He's got seven stages of transformation. One of them is supermodel, maybe. I don't know. You don't know. Do you didn't, know? Didn't he? Didn't we see them all? I think so. Don't. You're ruining it, though. Yeah, I think we saw. Them all. <laughs> you're ruining my hopes yeah, and dreams, I'm, man. I'm pretty sure we saw all of them. My hopes and dreams of seeing every single character sexualized in fan service in every way. <laughs> Uh, it's for the so
1: here's the The difficult kind of thing The next arc is Alabasta <laughs> Oh yes Finally. And it is 63 chapters So
0: Wait 63 c- that was twice as long As I thought it would be holy shit
1: Yeah exactly so we can't exactly uh, Split it But we are gonna So we're just gonna read the whole arc And the next two chapters Or the next two episodes are gonna be Alabasta we'll probably just do one super long discussion and and cut it if we can find the time to allow for that. Oh yeah. Right, that's the plan.
0: I think so. So the people will know as so of early So try to now. read
1: roughly if you want to be like on par with us for next week and you're reading for the first time and you're reading along halfway through that 63 chapters which covers 155 to 217.
0: Yeah, we'll do our best to not like say spoilers for the whole arc in case people are Yeah, we'll are try and like along.
1: try and discuss explicitly like the first half. Because yeah. there's, there's some pretty decent splitting points in there, but I don't know the exact like chapter. So, 155-217 Alabasta for the next two
0: weeks is what we're going to be doing. Hmm. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Any plugs? Oh, right. Our, yeah, where can we right. find you? <laughs>
1: it's, I like how
0: I asked you that. Any plugs you want to give? <laughs> um. If you think my opinion is completely wrong and you think Sanji is the best draw hat and Nami is the worst character, don't talk to me. But if you do have questions related to that or like my opinions of how weird I am or how I am, you can contact me on at Jacob Miranda on Twitter. That is at Jacob Miranda. That's M-E-R-E. And you can find Justin at Jitsu on Twitter, right? Yeah, Twitter and YouTube. And that's J-I-T-S-Z-U, Twitter and YouTube Jitsu. And for those listening to this episode, Happy New Year. Not for us yet, because we're recording certainly in the year 2020. But for you guys listening at home, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening.